Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tooth Doctor podcast, the show where I talk to people from around the world in different healthcare professions. I'm your host, Dr. Dylan, a general dentist based in Ontario, Canada. Joining me for today's episode is the fantastic Nikki Badiani. Thank you so much for being on the show. You can go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me, Dylan. I appreciate that. Um, So like you said, my name is Nikki, and I'm a pediatric physiotherapist. Um, I currently work at a private practice clinic full-time in Mississauga. It's called uh, Butterfly Pediatric Therapy. So I work there with the various uh, caseload of ages 0 to 18 years. That was actually my first job out of school. Um, So I'm still there now, and I love it. I love the families. I like my colleagues. And I learned so much from the vast population that I see there. And then I also recently started my own home care business as well, seeing pediatric patients at their homes um, as well. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. I'm going to start with uh, like the question I mostly I ask most of my guests and like why they decide to go into their profession. So Nikki, why did you decide to go into physiotherapy? Yeah, that's a it's, it's a good question because they they ask you that everywhere you go, right? Whether it's a physio school or your first job interview. So I think I have it well rehearsed by now. <laughs> um, but I actually, I do have a good answer for that one. So I still remember in my undergrad, I took a course called um, Growth and Development, something along those lines. And my prof had shown us a video of this kid who had a stroke in utero and um how he got his full function back of his left arm and foot following that stroke through physio. And honestly, at the time, I didn't even know that existed as a profession. Like I didn't even know therapists treated kids for things. Like I was pretty oblivious and I saw that and I was like, Oh my God, I I, like, it just called me. It called my name. I love kids. I've always loved kids. So like finding something where I could apply my exercise knowledge and my passion for exercise and moving your body and then also with kids was awesome so after he showed us that video I remember like looking at it online and seeing what this person did and where they worked and how they did what they did and then I realized that they're a physio and so that led me to looking into the field of physio I was already in kin at the time so you know all my fellow peers were looking to do physiotherapy I just had never found that intriguing to me even though I liked, like, you know, I was a personal trainer, I liked fitness. It's funny that I just wasn't interested in physio. But then when I found out that you can do it with the pediatric population and it, and it isn't treating back pain, it's something entirely different. I was yeah. like, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And that's how I ended up where I am now. Well, that's so great. Cause like, I know, like, a, I, yeah. I, I probably, the nesters know that I did kinesiology as well as my undergrad. Yeah. And this is the first time that I'm hearing about like pediatric dentistry, like, when I basically found your account so that's so great that you can there's so many different branches that you can go through um in terms of like applying to physio school can you kind of explain to the listeners like how you go about that like what the application process is like yeah absolutely it's also rigorous similar to some other professional schools and it's crazy how competitive things are nowadays um so they take your third year and fourth year uh, gpa and marks with certain prerequisite courses and then you apply to any school here in Ontario that has a physio program. So U of T, Western, Queens, and Mac would be your big ones. Um, they make you write an essay. They take your grades. Um, and then depending on the school, there might be a secondary interview. So U of T, which is where I went, 
they had um, a preliminary acceptance. So, you know, based on your grades and your application, you get accepted and then you get an interview and then you get a further like actual acceptance into the program. So it's a multi-step progress uh, process. Um, and I found in my year, especially the GPA was insanely high. So U of T, the cutoff was like 3.97. Like the applicants had, I know it was insane. The applicants had crazy high GPAs. And I was like, that's crazy. Like I thought it would be way easier than med school or dental, dental school to get in. But it was it was a competitive pro uh, process for sure. So I guess grades and really writing an essay that means a lot to you gets you in. <laughs> And I was reading like on your bio that you did like a, it was a master's of physical therapy. Is that? Yeah. So the whole program is a master's. I they don't like, that. yeah, like 20 years ago, it used to be an undergrad program and then it became a master's degree. So it's a clinical master's degree. So yes, you have to do research and um, like our names are on a, a research project by the end of second year, but it's not a research master's. It's a clinical master's. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. Yeah. And then, like, so you mentioned before that you did kinesiology as your undergrad. So like, did that kind of help prepare you for, for physio school? And like, are there like people in your, like who are in your class, like from other disciplines, like med sci or biological sciences, or did most of them do kinesiology as their undergrad? Yeah, majority of my class, like 90% was kin, but then there was a 10% where like, there was somebody from like music, like oh, an wow. undergrad in music, yeah, um, there was like the basic stuff, like arts and um, general science programs, there were a lot of people that switched from, like I said, music or drama or some like random stuff that never makes sense, but they're there now and they found that that worked for them, but yes, kin would be the majority. Um, I would say Kin definitely prepared me for physio school, but not to be a physio, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, for sure. <laughs> yeah, like it, you know, our anatomy course at Western for, I, I went to Western for kinesiology, um, was ex like the physio anatomy course. So half the class in there were physio students at the time while I was in second year. Yeah. So like I, I did the exact same course twice, essentially. Um, and then all those like physiology courses and uh, biomechanics courses and stuff were very familiar um so yes and no yes because I had the baseline knowledge but no because at the end of the day you're learning like a very new yeah. skill and a different skill yeah did you do the cadaver anatomy or was it just the regular one yeah it was a cadaver one in second year <laughs> it's funny you say that because like like I did the, yeah. the cadaver anatomy and then when I was in my first year of dental school we were doing cadavers and like a lot of yeah. people in my class hadn't done cadaver like anatomy before and it was only like yeah. I think two others did kinesiology in my class or so we're like oh like, we've seen all this before but like it's kind of funny right. so I had an advantage and there's a lot of <laughs> doing kinesiology for your degree a lot of people aren't aware I think it's kind of picked up more like in the last few years but even when I was applying for like kinesiology a lot of like my family and friends are like why are you doing that as your undergrad you know like yeah you school that doesn't really make any sense and I'm like you know, we'll see how it works, but um, I think it's a good shot and, you know, to tr try it out at least. And I did a BSc in Ken, so there was a lot of things you could do with that. Um, was yours at, yours was at Western as well? Yeah, I went to Western for undergrad. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, so I had the exact same degree as well, the BSc in Ken. And looking back, I'm like, maybe I should have just done the BA and not worked as hard as I did to get the marks <laughs> that I had to apply. But I mean, it all worked out and happened for a reason. But a lot, I know a lot of people in my class also applied to dental school. So like right. you said, the crossover is there because the courses at the end of the day are science courses. So yeah. if you can get the marks by doing a less rigorous program, it just makes sense. 
Um, so I'm kind of wondering why you decided to go, oh, you kind of elaborated a little bit about this, but like you went into pediatric physio. Um, so comparing to like, oh, maybe I'll ask more like, what's the difference between like regular physiotherapy and then pediatrics? Yeah. Um, Other than the big, obvious, again, is working with kids. <laughs> <laughs> Besides working with kids. Um, so there's, there's some major differences in terms of, um, I guess, the end goal of treatment or what treatment looks like. So physio school in general, they break it down into like neuro, which is like, you know, brain and that kind of stuff. Orthopedics, which is your um, like basic physio, what people know as physio. So sports injuries, ortho injuries, back pain. And then they break it down into cardiovascular physio. So that's like suctioning and um, mobility in a hospital bed. So pediatric physio really falls under that neurological component versus like what we know as physio is more orthopedic. So neurological or like uh, neurophysio is more based on like function. So relearning functional skills, um, working on strengthening post-injury. Um, I work with kids that I've seen for three years now. So like seeing them on a long-term basis. So you know, what I treat is like kids who can't walk, kids who don't crawl properly, kids who can't sit yet, a lot of kids with different special needs. Um, so my treatment is more long term, like I see my clients for a long time. Whereas um, adult physio, yes, you have clients where you see for a long time, but generally, it's an acute injury, or like an injury that happened, or a certain pain or whatever it might be, they treat it, they do a little bit of home exercises, they come back, Whereas I feel like my clients, you know, it's like, okay, we have 12 weeks. Let's get you from sitting to crawling. Yeah. I feel like my, like the goals are very palpable. Um, the big difference is really like how function is, I would say, our, our primary goal. Like, and obviously function for adults is huge too. But I think um, at the end of the day, like the parents that come in and the kids that come in, it's these big goals, you know, like walking yeah. and climbing and standing and these things that, may seem easy to other people it doesn't always it doesn't always come easy for some some kids and that's that's what we treat that's what we do so it is extremely different than treating a knee injury <laughs> yeah no for sure and so you obviously work with like a lot of different age group and kids so what's yeah. one age group that you kind of like to work with the most out of the I don't want to like discriminate against the other age group, but... <laughs> they're all great but yeah. um you know I would say that like my, my favorite in the world is like the babies and the little kids. I love the developmental stuff. Like I love treating kids that we, we're, we're working on crawling, we're working on standing, we're working on walking because the results are insane, right? Like they come and they're not sitting and the next day they're sitting or they come because they can't walk. And in four weeks you get them walking. Like it's so fun to see that progress. And I also know what I'm doing. I know really well what to do. Um, but sometimes those kids can be challenging because they're little and they cry and they get angry and they don't listen and they can't tell you how they feel. So I guess, you know, on some days, I also really like the older kids, like I have some 16, 17 year olds. Um, it's fun to sometimes have a conversation with your patient. So, <laughs> I think the variety is key, but I would definitely, I think my go-to answer would be the babies because that's what I love and that's why I chose it. <laughs> kids are great though. I actually enjoy pediatrics. Yeah. Like when even like when I was just like in dental school, like, we had pediatrics on Thursdays and I always looked forward yeah. to Thursdays. Kids are they're yeah. just really chill, right? Like 
I mean, they're so different now, like whatever they growing they grew up with, like TV shows and movies. But I guess I think it's a little bit easier to have a conversation with them than some of the adults. <laughs> they're just more chill, right? Like so, hundred uh, percent. <laughs> um, and so- like I, I also find kids are just like generally more resilient, yeah. um, and they just like they don't they don't complain in the sense that an adult complains. Like, of course they complain, but. Yeah. it's different like they think they're there to have fun half the time so I do love that aspect of it it's just like it makes your day you know For sure. um so uh, being in kinesiology and physio you're probably a very active person you probably exercise a lot so like what type of exercises do you like to do in your own free time yeah I actually just came back from the gym so okay. that's a good question <laughs> um so again like I I used to be a personal trainer when I was um in undergrad but um, I, I still weightlift. That's my favorite thing in the world. That's my style of training is a lot of weightlifting, um, heavy weights. Um, like I, I would, we're going to call it bodybuilding, but I guess that's what it looks like. Okay. Uh, but recently I've been like into like doing a lot of different classes and stuff. So I actually tried boxing, which was wow. really hard and really fun. Um, I do like spin class. I, I just love exercising and I love um, all sorts of things. So I'm interested in trying everything, but I need to lift weights to be able to lift kids. So that's something that I'm never going to stop giving up. (laughs) So do you have like a certain plan that you follow? Like when you like, do you have a workout plan that you've set for yourself or do you just kind of go to the gym and like, I'm going to do the arms today. You know what I'm going to, I got, I can't skip leg day today. I got to actually do the (laughs) cardio. Like what do you do? Do you just follow something or go with the flow? Yeah. I have a plan. Like I make, I used to like purchase plans and stuff, but I make it for myself now. So I do a couple lower body workouts, a couple upper body. So I know what I'm doing before I go into the gym. Cause then I can just do it. Whereas like, if I go in without a plan, I'm honestly just going to like, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I need a plan. I'm somebody who makes the plan. I need to know what I'm doing and then I'll do it, you know? <laughs> and how do you stay motivated? Cause I like a lot of people listening, including myself, it's you get into a good routine and then yeah. something happens and it's like, you know, I'll do that tomorrow. And then tomorrow never comes. And then it's like, oh, geez, yeah. you know, so how do you stay motivated? Um, honestly, I think motivation is overrated. <laughs> I think you just need to be dedicated because <laughs> the motivation comes in and out. And most days after work, I don't want to go, but I'm disciplined. And I, I know that once I do it, I'll feel good. So I think you know, when I first started working out, motivation was the biggest factor and half the days I would skip my workouts. So if you tell yourself and you make a deal with yourself and you schedule it in, you just show up and whether your 50% is your 50% that day, fine, whatever, you know, just, just do it, be there. And sometimes I feel like I don't have energy when I start and it's like the best workout ever. Yeah. So just stay disciplined and know how you feel afterwards. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to get to a little bit of the fun part of the, the show. And I, sp- I like to learn a little bit about each of my guests. So yeah. what's three fun things about you, Nikki? <laughs> I hate this question. Yeah, I know. It's like, I swear I'm fun. But if I have to tell you why I'm fun, it's not fun. <laughs> um, okay, I would say, number one, I love I love food. Okay. Uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's why I also love working out. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> So I love to try like a lot of different recipes and different restaurants and different places to eat. Um, I am always down to try something new. The craziest thing I've ever eaten is guinea pig in Ecuador. Wow. Okay. I've never, I've never had guinea no. pig. I've had something weird too, but like, okay, I want to hear. You I'll, okay. I'll tell you <laughs> mine after it. Like what, what, what does guinea pig taste like though? Is it like chicken? Like, you know, like how they always say that or. Yeah. It kind of does taste like 
chicken, but like gamey chicken, like fatty chicken. Okay. Um, I feel like because I knew it was guinea pig, I didn't enjoy it as much, oh, but yeah. I don't, I think if somebody was like, eat this, and then I ate it, I'd be like, oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing I ever ate was we went to Mexico and there was like a, they yeah. had different types of restaurants. So they had like a French restaurant and I don't know, I think that was the only one that was open that day that like we had reservations yeah. for the other ones. I had ostrich and I was like who has ostrich such a random like animal to serve I took one bite yeah. of it. I'm like there's and that was like the most normal thing on that menu surprisingly so really what part of the ostrich do you eat I have no idea that's why I was like I don't want to know what else I'm eating I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna have a salad now like I don't want to <laughs> um what, what's yeah, your favorite type of food funny. though like what like you said you like to try different types of food but like what's your go-to do you like Mexican Italian like Ooh. That's so hard because it's honestly yeah, dependent. It's like it honestly depends on the day and like what I'm craving. But I love like Thai food and curries and oh yeah, spicy no, food. Like green curry or <laughs> what's that? You like green curry? Like uh, that's like my favorite type of like Thai curry. He's like the green curry. Yeah, I love green curry, but I also equally love red curry. Okay, <laughs> so, not a good answer, but yeah, I love Thai food, so I think that's definitely one of my go tos and. It sounds so basic, but I love pizza. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with pizza. Have you <laughs> ever been to Italy pizza. before? Or? I have. I have. Um, the pizza was incredible. I still think about it. <laughs> no, I know. I went over five, more than five years ago. And it's still like, yeah. anytime I have pizza somewhere else, I'm like, what's the point, guys? Like, you're, you're, you're never <laughs> going to beat it, right? So um, It's so true. It ruined, yeah, it ruins Toronto pizza for you. <laughs> but you know what? Nowadays, they have so many places that like replicate that pretty well. So better than it was like five, six years ago when I was having Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto's got a good selection though of food. Um, like I'm in London, but we'll go the distance to Toronto to get like good food. Um, so. Yes. Um, yeah, Toronto has that variety for sure. Yeah. What's another fun thing about you? Um, okay, well, speaking of food, I also like to travel, which I guess they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Spain soon in September. And I've never been, so hoping to try some paella and some different things there. Um, yeah, I love traveling. Honestly, like if I, I try to go at least a couple times a year somewhere new and somewhere different and something adventurous, you know, and try different things. Um, I'm very open and flexible to doing cool things. So if somebody just like throws an idea and they're like, you want to go skydiving? I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, so what was the last place that you visited then? Um, I, well, I went on a, I went on a cruise in December, so that was being my last big trip, but like most of the ports at the cruise I had already been to are, um, like they're very, they're all Caribbean ports, right? So they're yeah. not like, they all at the end of the day are like a beach and a warm, <laughs> a warm place, but I did go to Cape Cod before that, okay, cool. which is Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was a cool, cool experience because you like rent a car, you're in a, um, bed and breakfast you're with the locals and it was a very like immersive experience less like touristy so I like that okay but Cape Cod is cool it's an easy trip if you ever need to go anywhere easy go somewhere like that <laughs> and then you did you have like your Spain trip like planned out already or we have our accommodation we're... booked but nothing okay. else you, you know where you're going then Spain's really nice I've been twice before like it's a yeah place to visit we've gone when we have family in England and then like it's such a quick trip going from there to like yeah. Spain so it's like a mini vacation from the vacation but it's a great spot right so yeah it's like a train ride or like a short plane ride yeah sure, yeah yeah um yeah 
What's one last fun thing about you? Oh, what is one last fun thing? I would say, okay, you know what? I I'm very creative. Okay. So to tie it all in, when I when I do go on these trips or when I have like a big weekend, I always make a vlog. It's like thing like something new that I recently started just before COVID or during COVID. Um, so I make these like little videos that are like, you know, a few minutes long. And everybody always hates when you're spending some time on your trip taking videos. But then when you send them the final product, they're like, oh, this is amazing. I'm so happy you made this. <laughs> so I would say I have a big creative side. I like doing stuff like that. I like, um, I like creating things. So that's sort of kind of what also inspired my Instagram. Yeah. Was just like, I like making posts and I like making videos and I like sharing, sharing things. So it actually worked out really well. And I've had, you know, a cool community outside of the people that I already know by having a social media account targeted at healthcare, as you probably know yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's great to have social media. I know like a lot of people, like, oh, well, when you like, especially when you start like the profession or whatever, it was like, be careful with social media, but I think if you use it like in a safe way, but there's so much opportunity and like you can do so a lot with it, right? So hundred percent. Like I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't yeah, for my sure. Instagram. So it's actually really cool. I've had a lot of cool opportunities and connections and stuff. And I've even had clients at the clinic come because they found my Instagram. So like it is a marketing tool if you use it as that as well. Yeah, for sure. So before you go, is there anything you want to like shout out or give somebody a shout out to or? Oh, uh, well, I guess shout out to Butterfly because they started my career in peds and they so graciously taught me so much in the last few years. So I would definitely say shout out to everybody there, including the owners of the clinic. Awesome. Shout out Butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you once again for joining the show, Nikki. I really appreciate it. I had a great time chatting with you. You can find Nikki on Instagram at Nikki the PT, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Dylan Sharma. You can check out previous episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next time.